doesn't matter where we're at, what we're facing. He promised us that He'd never leave us nor forsake us. I know there's times in our walk with Him and experience of life that we feel like He's a million miles away. But we have the comfort of the Word of God that assures us that He has not forsaken us. And so therefore, if we don't know what direction to take, we just do what the man of God says and we stand and just wait. And hold the ground that we've accomplished and achieved and wait on the presence of the Lord to show up of the voice of God, the instructor. Amen. For us to move forward. And we can be assured of one thing. This day star knows where we're at and he knows how to speak to us. And he won't be one day too late. He'll be on time. Because this thing's all about Him. It's about His name. It's about His kingdom. And it's all going to happen in a moment, a twinkle of an eye. Amen. When we're going to be snatched out of here. and going to be called up with Him in the clouds to be with Him forevermore. We won't have to worry about a devil. We won't have to worry about temptations. We won't have to worry about aches and pains and earthen vessels. Because we'll be a tamed and new glorified body. I'm looking forward to that day. Not necessarily trying to rush it because we got loved ones and friends and neighbors that we'd like to persuade before that time and before that hour comes. So we got a great responsibility and a call upon our lives, amen, to be a light and help unto others. Amen. Brother Ford's done touched and, and been around the songs, has touched on this Isaiah the 64th chapter. Amen. And we're just going to start there. I'm not sure if I finished last on last chapter or not either. I just started with the 64th one. Amen. We'll see what goes from there. Amen. Twelve verses in Isaiah the 64th chapter. We're going to do our best. Amen. To address them and speak from them tonight. And with the help of the Lord and the help of the Holy Ghost that we always need. Amen. To anoint us and speak through us. We hope somebody's going to be encouraged and uplifted in this house tonight. Why don't you help me pray for just a moment and ask God to anoint His Word, and more importantly, anoint His speakers and those that's here to hear it. Amen. That we can hear it as the Word of God, that it can change our lives because we're begotten and changed by the Word of God. Lord, we love you. Appreciate you tonight. We're so thankful for the setting, the atmosphere, and the presence of the Lord that we feel in this house. We're thankful for others that join with us in preparing this service. Thankful for all that's able to be here, God, to come to hear the Word of God, to feel your presence. I'm asking you, God, to anoint us tonight to use us as you see fit. Anoint the saints of God. Anoint all that's gathered here tonight. Open our ears, our hearts of understanding. Help us do a good job. Help us, God, in the lovely name of Jesus. We're going to give you all the glory and the praise and the honor for all of it. In no other name, but in the only name that has been given, that name is Jesus Christ. God bless you. You may be seated. Thankful unto you for being here tonight on this Wednesday night. It's good to see others, amen, that's made it back. Been missing some of you. Several services. Justin, it's good to see you, man. Appreciate you. Man, it's good to see each one of you. Others been sick. It's good to see you. Let's pray for some. Some just out of town. If I can put it that way, that may sound a little, little, little city for the country, but uh, they out of they out of the community. How you want to put that? <laughs> Amen. But anyway, they're not close enough. They go in church, other places. Amen. That's good. To, at least they're in church. Amen. Some sick. Some, you know, God knows. Some's God saints, because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can we? I'm just kidding. Don't take it too serious here. We ain't no sense of getting too upset on Wednesday night. Amen. You know, I just took to heart what the song just we just sung, Amen, Joy. Amen. I'm glad I, I know what well, Amen, that I can with joy and with gladness that I can draw from. 
Amen. I'm glad, amen, that I've been set free. I know what it is to be set free. Hallelujah. Freeman or liberty, amen, that money can't buy you. Positions can put you in a place to feel the liberty that you can feel in Jesus Christ. Amen. The cleansedness that you can feel in the blood of Jesus. The surety as you build your heart and build your life upon the sure word of God that's unchangeable. Amen. That's unmovable. I'm glad to be, amen, anchoring our lives and our eternity upon the Word of God. And experience the Word of God enough, amen, even in this life to know with surety tonight that I don't have to fret and worry. I won't go to bed tonight, amen, worrying about, amen, if the Word of God's going to be true or not. What I've got to worry about, amen, is stay on this pathway of righteousness, not letting the enemy, amen, get a hold of me in a manner and a way with his ability to his snares and traps or to seat me in this this end time and as we grow older as brother Ford mentioned as he talked about some of the singers amen I want a purpose in my heart amen that I don't want to drift away from this truth and apostolic doctrine and even when we get older if I want to do anything God help me close in a little tighter help us draw amen a little closer help us get a little better revelation and understanding I don't believe I preached my best message yet I don't believe we've had our best service yet but guess what I don't believe we'll be. I'm going to be that way when I preach my last one. Hallelujah, because there's never an ending to this God. When you think you've experienced his best, he's always got something just down the road. He's in the delivering business, the saving business, the healing business. I'm telling you, they talk about all different types of diseases and wickedness, but I'm telling you, I'm glad to be worshiping the God that's sitting on the circle of the earth. Hallelujah, then his habitation can flow out whatever I need tonight and tomorrow and all the born days. I got upon this earth. He is the author and finisher. So we're just excited about living for Jesus. I'm excited about what team I'm on tonight. I don't have to look at the scoreboard to know who's going to win. <laughs> Amen. And then read the back of the book, we know who's going to win. This chapter's going to come right along and bring that out with even clarity and greater clarity as they call on this God. This is the only God that can manifest himself and declare powers in a form and manner that no other humanity or other gods can compete with him. He can use nature itself. He can use individuals. Or he can just do things out of his own nature. In a form and a fashion that can astound humanity. I'm glad to be serving a God tonight, a man that can still astound me. That still grips my heart with fear, but yet with reverence. Amen. That when we call on his name, we can just believe that something's going to happen. Just like with Preston, amen, Monday morning when that surgeon got through with that surgery, she knew without a waver and a doubt that she had solved the problem. Preston, when he woke up, it didn't take but a few minutes saying, hey, you know what? My other arm just like the other one. Well, all of that just didn't happen, amen, because if the devil had his way, he'd have never made it to surgery. But the devil didn't have his 
way neither to carnality. Watch this, amen, because God's blessed people. I told some on the phone the other night coming from down there. I said, that don't just happen. These individuals are not just gifted on their own out of this talent and ability. The same God that moved upon certain men to fashion and shape tabernacles for his habitation also is a God, amen, that raises up individuals in our nation and gives them talent and skills and ability, amen, to perform such miraculous things that we need to happen. You can put it wherever you want to, but I know where it really all lies and where it really goes. I'm glad I'm still in a nation that still believes that we're a Christian nation, that we still believe in Jesus Christ, that we still believe in the virgin birth, that we still believe in the Almighty. We still believe that he can be moved and stirred, amen, to move on our behalf. He's not bored. He's not depressed. He's not down and out. He's still victorious and ruling and reigning in the affairs of mankind. Better life to live than to live for Jesus. Amen. Be filled with His Spirit. Washed with His blood. And to the best of our ability to hide the Word of God in our hearts that we might not sin against Him. I'm telling you the commandments and principalities of the Word of God. This Christian world, so-called Christian world, is doing its best to let the inroads crumble it away. But at the same time that's happening, there's going to be those that's going to believe it. And those, amen, as Brother Ford just said, the remnant. As much as there's a remnant with Israel and a remnant that was in Babylon, there's going to be a remnant in this New Testament church. There's going to be a bride that's still going to be walking the walk and talking the talk and living the life. There's going to be those that's going to have the faith that in that moment of twinkling of eye, they're not going to be in the grave. But in that moment, they're going to be transformed. They're not going to know anything about the grave. They're not going to know anything about dying in this old fleshly body. Oh, they're going to know anything about that in one moment they took it in in an earthly vessel. Amen. In the next breath, amen, in a glorified vessel. Hallelujah. And in that moment, we're going to be appearing with him in the clouds. I'm glad it's not a fairy tale. It's not something just drummed up. It's not something, amen, that the devil can do anything about it. If you're anchored in your heart, your mind, and your spirit, you can't, your weary body cannot stop the moving of this almighty God. Even on a Wednesday night like this, he still can heal a cancerous body. He can take an old corrupt heart, amen, and make it white as snow. He can take an old mind that's been warped by drugs and the powers of hell, amen, and make it sound and healthy and upright. There's no God like this God. I'm going to top that. There's never going to be another God like this God. He's the only wise God and the only one that's never going to be. Uh, hallelujah. And I am convinced and persuaded tonight. He'll do. He'll do. If I'll just hold on. If you'll just hold on. Just hold on to the plow. He's going to see us through. Let me thank you in this for your prayers for our Preston. Let's continue to pray for them. Pray God stir their hearts. I don't want him seeing getting relief from that pain. He might be listening to this, and that's all right. I don't want him getting released from that pain and just go back to the old road. I want him to take it as a witness and a testimony that God loves me. 
And I'm going to make my way to the house of God. My purpose in my heart. I'm telling you, if there's ever been a generation that needs to learn how to purpose in the heart. Hey, some of us need to go back and be a Daniel. <laughs> I'm going to purpose some things before we ever get to Babylon. Hey, some things I'm just simply not going to do. Hallelujah. Whatever it costs me, whatever friends it costs me, whatever fellowships it costs me, whatever it might cost me, if it costs me money, if it costs me my job, amen, if it costs me position, don't make any difference. There's some principles. I'm telling you, I'm not crossing the line for you. I'm going to stand where I know it's right with God. Amen. With and if I have to stand by myself. See, that's the attitude you got to get because you'll never stand by yourself when you stand for God. When you stand for God, you got all you need, all the power, the authority, amen, to sustain you and see you through the journey and see you through the storm because they can put you in the fiery furnace if they want to and those that's thrown in they'll be consumed but those that's thrown in will not be consumed because this God that is called a consuming fire can also protect you from that consuming fire he can set you on fire but yet not burn you up there's every generation that needs the Holy Ghost and fire it's this generation Hallelujah. Burning away the facts. Burning away the unbelief. Burning away the doubt. Amen. Burning away the passions of the love of the world. You can't love two masters. You can't serve two masters. And the only way you can really serve somebody and a master is to love that master. But if you love that master, I'm telling you, there's nothing, 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 nothing ever too hard of the master's request that you're not willing to do it. So as we watch this, Isaiah is going to, he's not calling on God to be that still small voice in this first verse now. He's wanting the God that he's read about and experienced to move. To move in such a power, in such a way. Somewhere around 250 years prior of it ever taking place. You're going to read about Nehemiah and Ezra and different ones. They pray, especially in mine, first chapter, about the sixth, the ninth verse through the ninth verse of the prayer of repentance and calling on God. Why? The city, the walls are torn down, the gates are burnt. It's vulnerable. They'll never be established. They'll never be grounded. They'll never be successful unless somebody goes in and rebuilds the city and rebuilds the walls. And so he starts out with true repentance of himself and the sins of himself, his father, and of his nation. And when he starts doing that, calling on this name, he knew that the God that he was talking to and crying out to could perform the miraculous and the supernatural. Thankful tonight we still understand prayer. Thankful tonight we still understand, amen, when we respond to the gift of faith. Even though it doesn't seem at this point in time that it's going to happen. Because of the gift of faith and the assurance that we know a God that can speak to things as though they already happened. So can we. Because the powers in the tongue, the powers in the heart and the mind and the spirit of the individual that knows just what they requested was the will of God. And the heartbeat of the master. And it wasn't out of her own lust and to build her own names. But it was to glorify the king and upbuild the kingdom and bring about his will and purpose. And so when you watch this first verse of Isaiah, amen. 
as he begins to call on this God, this Jehovah God, to respond and begin to move in the same fashion and form like he have already heard him do many times before. So he goes from this, he says, Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that I would, amen, the psalmist put it this way in a couple of places, bow, which actually meant to depart the heavens. Amen. Don't just rend them. Amen. But as you depart, as you open them up. Amen. Why? Why? Because of thou wouldest come down that the mountains might flow down in at thy presence. The mountains. Amen. This was God. Amen. This is likened. And so many times as a fire. Amen. They'll come down even on top of the mountain. And that keep that melts that mountain. And it begins to run down to the bottoms and into the waters. And the waters begin to boil. Hey, I'm glad I'm serving a God tonight. Hallelujah. That out without waver or doubt. Hallelujah. Knowing who he is and what he can do for us. I'll tell you on this Wednesday night tonight. Hallelujah, this service can make the difference, amen, for somebody's life. As we pray and lift them up before this almighty God. As we pray for God to rend the heavens. Open it up, depart God, and open the windows and the doors of heaven. And pour out your spirit. Pour out your might. Pour out your power. We need you, God, to move upon our situation. I couldn't help but thank God. I could call on you. You're the same God that can open up the windows and the doors of heaven. And pour out the mountains that's in my life. I could come down and begin to consume that mountain and melt it right on down till it's nothing. <laughs> we realize and we understand. And uh, I'm not going to try to jump too many rabbits tonight. But I am going to go to a few places. Brother Ford actually then talked about this particular scripture here. But I'm going to go there anyway. And, and just for a moment. Because Isaiah's really, he, he, he's, he's, he's going all the way back to Zion. He's going all the way back to the first encounter with Israel when they come out of Egypt. And they're in the wilderness. And with Moses. And, and there, he tells Moses to go down and speak to him. Make him preparation three days. I'm going to give him a visitation. I'm going to come down and visit him. I'm going to come down and talk to him. Minister to him. This is what he's talking about. This is the type of presence and power. Amen. You remember what Brother Ford said about the presence of God? In the house of God? In our lives? As we watch this. Hebrew writer to 12th chapter. I won't try to touch all of it, but yet, if you, you look at some of it, let me just hit on a few things of it. For you are not come unto the mountain. That might be touched and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest. He's actually talking to us now. He's, we haven't come, we haven't experienced, I haven't, I haven't experienced God quite in that form, in that fashion. Or is that, that darkness that's so dark that Moses went into? Amen. The fire that came down upon that mountain in Exodus. Amen. That it caused them to fear. It caused them to come to the conclusion, said Moses, you talk to God and then you talk to us. This is, we're too afraid. This is, uh, we, 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 we don't want no part of this. We, that, the, the trumpet was sounding and the voice of God and the lightning and the thundering and, and the display of God, his power and his glory. It was more than they could handle. It was more than they could they felt 
maybe comfortable with or, or whatever, even though they was at the neither, which actually meant the lowest part of the mountain. Amen. It wasn't like they was up close or anything of that nature. In fact, God had told Moses, go down and draw the lines and boundaries. And, and you can't pass that now. If you pass that area, both man or beast, he's going to be killed. He's going to be done through with a dart. And so they had their limitations of just how close they could get, especially in that time of their lives. I'm glad tonight, amen, we don't have to wait once a year. And we don't have to wait on a high priest. We got a high priest, but he's in the heavens. Amen. And he's interceding even right now as we are in this service tonight. He's interceding for every soul and every heart. And he won't miss not one when that heart meets his conditions. When that mind and that soul meets the condition. I tell you this much. I priest will not miss it. Amen. To intercede and to touch and to reach even from the power, the habitation of heaven itself. And reach upon this earth and in this service for every little individual that's in this house. I'm telling you, he knows every thought. He knows every intent. He won't miss anything. I'm glad I'm serving a God. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall, shall, shall be filled. I told Brother Ford in the last week or two, I said people that really want to be saved in this community, I tell you, I'm asking God to lead us to them. God direct us to them. Help us rub shoulders with them. God knows I don't want nobody lost out of this community. I don't want nobody to come up short. God help us give me the witness of the testimony you desire us to be. Somebody must desire to be saved. So watch this. 19th verse of the sound of the trumpet, the voice of words, which the voice that they heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they, they could not endure that which was commanded. And even so much as a beast touched in the mountains. And I, I talked about that. So terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. Moses, the meekest man on the face of the earth. Moses had done had an encounter with God already. Amen. With a burning bush. Hallelujah. But here now Moses finds himself as God manifests himself and show him a power under demonstration of what he really can do. You know, amen. This God can send chariots of fire and take his man. I'm telling you, this God don't know any limitations. Hallelujah. You can't box him up. Hallelujah. If you and I have the faith and the confidence in this house, I don't care what kind of valley you're in. I don't care what kind of darkness you're in tonight. I'm telling you, you got a high priest tonight by the name of Jesus Christ. He knows where you're at and you can be touching. Watch this. You may be in a place in a position that you can't even put words to it, but you can touch him with the feelings of your infirmities. Hallelujah. Because those feelings as the groanings and the moanings of the soul and a heart and a broken heart. Amen. You can move the God of the universe right down into your area, right down on top of your mountain, right down into your stomach. Right down into your family. Right down into your situation. Are you hearing me tonight? I tell you, this God wants to give you a visitation. <laughs> he goes from that and he says, When the melting fire burneth, the fire causes the waters to boil. Why? What's the purpose? What's to make thy name known to thy adversaries? That's really what it's all about. We want to make thy name known unto the adversaries. Hallelujah. You and I all, we got, you know what testimony we got? is the grace of Jesus Christ. We didn't get here by ourselves. 
neither we're going to stay here by ourselves. If I'm going to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, is because of his mercy, his grace, and his compassion, his long suffering, and his gentleness. Amen. Because he's loved me with an everlasting love. Amen. It's not going to be my own doings. It's not going to be my own powers. Yes, I got to obey. And yes, I got to apply myself. But I'm here to tell you, we're saved. As Paul put it, I am what I am by the grace of God. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for that grace. Hallelujah. The seal works on our behalf and helps us right here in Bendale, Mississippi. Because if it wasn't for the grace of God, the devil have all of us a bunch of lunatics. Amen. Before this night was out. Amen. If the devil could have his way, there wouldn't be no force or no power here. Amen. To resist him and war against him. There's never going to be a kingdom in this world that's going to do it. There's never going to be a government in this world that's going to do it. There's only one kingdom and one government. And it was wrapped up in the man called Jesus Christ. That's the only kingdom and government that don't know any ending. Hallelujah. And don't know anything. And, and about weakness are coming up short. Hallelujah. has got all the power and all the abilities that we need. They can see what they want to. But I'm telling you right now, the only thing that's really going to make you and I great is the encounter with Jesus Christ and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, that's the only thing that's really going to matter. not this the same things that I'd love to took some time but I won't maybe I should why the mountains believe it or not the mountains are mentioned often throughout the scriptures the psalmist different ones address talking about the mountains you go to Psalms 114 Psalms 118 both of these psalms address and talks about, amen, the mountains and the visitations and the moving of God. When you go to Psalms 118, I'm sorry, it's 18, not 118. 18, when you look there, you're going to see you start about the sixth verse. He said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of the temple and my cry came before him even into his ears. Then the earth shook. That's not out of the New Testament either. I can read where he shook jailhouses. The scripture says, called it an earthquake. I'm glad to be serving a God tonight, a man that can cause an earthquake against the enemy of my soul, against those things that tried to ensnare me, overpower me, and overcome me. I'm glad, amen, to know that I've got a God in the heavens that's not just a God of the heavens. He's not a far off God, but he's a right near God. He's only one prayer away. He's only one cry away. Sometimes when all you may have time to say is the name of Jesus, but that's sufficient. That'll move this God because there's no other name been given. But when you call on this name, even the demonical forces knows this name. They may not recognize some of us, but they recognize this name. And when you call this name by faith and the confidence and assurance, you can believe and start expecting something to happen and you've got to be that way you've got to believe that this God is a God that rewards them but diligently seeks him that diligence shouldn't start just with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in fact it ought to enhance amen after the taste of hallelujah how good he really is how awesome he really is how lovable he really is it ought to cause us amen I want to talk to you a little more I want to worship you a little more I want to get a drunk a little more often amen God help me be like you like the alcoholic is about his drinking 
and the drug addict about his drugs. Amen. I got to have you every day. I got to have you when I get up in the morning time. I got to have you when I lay down at night time. I got to have you to visit me. Visit me with visions and dreams. It's Wednesday night, I know, but I'm glad, I'm glad he's a God on Wednesday night. And this God, amen, can be moved and touched and move upon your dilemmas and move upon your situations and move upon your emotions. (laughs) When you look at this 18th chapter, he goes from that. The earth will shake. Trembles the foundations also the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. <laughs> you know, if the devil riles you up, what do you think it does to your father? I got down here and got to peeking on Marley. That girl. <laughs> and I mean in a way that I shouldn't. And was ugly to her. Embarrassing her. Making her mad. Making a scene. And even reaching a place of, of, of whipping her. <laughs> you know, if you come to my house and every time you walk to my house, you just jerked up one of my kids and whipped them. You wouldn't get to make too many visitations. And you'd have to have a talk. (laughs) That's the reason, you know what? I wouldn't give the devil the the benefit of the doubts and the the comfort of saying, boy, that devil's whipping me. You know what you need to do is look around at him and say, devil, you better watch out. You keep whipping me, my father, he don't like this. You're gonna get him, you're gonna get him riled up. And when you get this God riled up, and I begin to call out over him, amen, out of my distress, I'm telling you, he'll start shaking the earth. He'll shake places that's never been shook in all your born days. He'll move things that never could have been moved before. I believe this God. I believe he'll come to our rescue because he is our father and he loves us. I'm going to bypass some of that and go on and, and hopefully you're getting the idea of what's being said there. David, when you go to 1 Samuel 17, 46 and 47, basically this was likened unto it because it's about his name. He made it clear unto Goliath, a man, it wasn't his battle, it wasn't by his might or power, a man or skills or ability, but it's in the name of the Lord of hosts, a man that you're going down, a man that you're going to be overcome, that you're going to be defeated, a man. That's the reason you and I need to understand the importance of the name of Jesus Christ and making a stand for it. I realize we're living in a world today that don't believe that you have to be and must be baptized in his name. But I'm telling you by the scriptures, there's no other way to take on his name except in baptism. And it really, baptism's no good unless you have died. You don't bury men, amen, that's alive and breathing. You got to, you only bury them that's dead. And then you bury them. And so when you, when you have died, you got to be buried in the name because it's in the name that you find remission. But I, I believe it's not just remission. 
that you find, I believe, amen, you start finding protection. You could call on a name because you've taken it on now. You've got to take it on a responsibility. But at the same time, there's the benefits of that name. I said there's the benefits of that name. That's when all the hell comes right to get you. Amen. You got called on your father's name that you become a betrothed to, that you became a hold of, and you can activate the power of the authority that is in the name. The reason Peter said it's not by my righteousness, it's not by our goodness, but it's faith and faith alone in the name. Rise up and walk. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's no God like this God. He goes from that. When thou didst terrible things. Well, I'll tell you what, this God can do some things. Isaiah, the same writer, he's the one that brought it to our attention. This is God that can do. Amen. He's the one that's, uh, his ways is far above ours as the heavens above the earth. <laughs> this God can do some things so terrible, especially against the enemy, against the forces of evil, against the powers of evil. <laughs> and so he, he addresses that. He says, when thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, thou camest down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. I've never been to a literal volcano, but I can just imagine seeing the pictures of how, how awesome and how fearful you would have to look as you stand at the bottom of the base of that mountain. That thing begins to just flow out. That hot lava, amen, comes over the sides and begins to make its way, burning and destroying and defiling. Stay with me. Because I took it to Hebrews, the 12th chapter. The last verse of that chapter says, cause this God a consuming fire. You know what he's burning away? It's all the evidence of the sin. That's the reason if you'll keep the Holy Ghost and fire burning in your life. <laughs> there won't be any evidence to convict you on that judgment day because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the name and because of the spirit that we received from Him. I've got something burning on the inside of me now that can burn that iniquity. I'm telling you, the spirit of iniquity is working over time, but I thank God for another spirit, the law of His spirit, and to work on our behalf and work on our, our lives and help lead us and guide us. I know we're living in a wicked hour. I know we're living in an uncertain day, but I thank God for the Holy Ghost and fire. I'm telling you, we don't need to play church. We need to have church. Church don't need to be something we just predicate about and talk about. We just get a few little goosebumps. No, we've got to have some old Holy Ghost fire burning church because that's what burns the sin out. That's what burns all the evidence out. That's what changes all the passions about it. Praise God. I'm, 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 well, I don't know if I want to say all that or just leave that alone. <laughs> For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither have the eyes seen. 
Oh, God, beside thee. He was a creator. He was the one that formed it. He was the one that the psalmist made it clear unto us. I think it's the 19th chapter. Now the creation itself is its own voice to let us know there is a God. That regardless of who you are and your abilities to read or not, if you'll just step out and look at the creation, it has its own language to tell us that there is a God. What he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Paul addressed this same verse in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. The 10th verse picks it up from that. I believe I got it here. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Thank God for the Spirit tonight. The spirit that searches, the spirit that will chastise us, the spirit that will be our GPS, will be that voice, will be that comforter, that secure, that'll help us. Amen. For those that wait upon this God, he goes from that, he says, Thou madest him that rejoices and worketh righteousness. Here it means, thou madest, it means that God would come and he would be betwixt or he would, he would intercession. He met him and so he's going to, you know, be a between. And, and how true that is, we see through Jesus Christ that become that mediator, the man, Christ Jesus, for you and I tonight. That him worketh righteousness, that which is altogether just. Would you look that word up, righteousness, there? Amen. Worketh means to do or to accomplish. Those that remember thee in thy ways, in, in the ways of the course of life, in the mode of action that we live. Because thou art wroth, for we have sinned. Sin basically means you have missed the mark. Amen. But thank God, amen, as John made it clear to us, amen, that we got one that when we sin, we have one, an advocate with the Father, that we can repent and that we can get it under the blood and we can renew the burning of the Holy Ghost and fire in our lives, that we might overcome it. I'd love to tell you that all of us, once receiving the Holy Ghost, that we can live a perfect life, that we don't have to worry about sinning, but but I can't do that because we're in earthen vessels. And as much as we strive, and that's what we must do, strive. We must strive to uphill climb, to getting a hold of the plow and not looking back. It's being that good soldier that's enduring difficult times and, and hard times and overcoming temptations. It's it's that individual, amen, that, that just won't bow down and just won't give up. So, no, no, 
No, and when they do come up short and when they do falter, they, they, don't, they, they find their way to an altar of repentance. A man of a godly sorrow, not, not man's sorrow, but of a godly sorrow because I don't want to lose this fellowship with God. I don't want to lose this companionship with God. I don't want to lose, amen, what I've experienced and what I've got to hold up. No, no, but so God's made a way. He understood, amen, in the earthen vessels that it was in. Hallelujah, what was going to come and what was going to happen and what was going to take place. And he's covered all the bases. Amen, if you and I are just willing, amen, to yield ourselves and humble ourselves. And sometimes just simply looking in the mirror and said, God, hallelujah, there's a problem. That's that guy I'm looking at right there in the mirror. And God, if you'll help me, I'm going to repent. And God, if you'll help me, I'm going to overcome this. And God, if you'll stir up, amen, in my heart, my mind, and my spirit, I want to live an overcoming life. I want to live a victorious life. I want to give it everything I've got, God, because you've called me, because you've elected me, you pulled me out. I want to walk down that way, amen. He that waiteth on the Lord, if he'll wait on him, I'm telling you, he can walk and run and soar with the eagles. But I'm going to tell you something, you've got to learn, and I've got to learn how to wait on the Lord. We can't do it our way. I know we've been geared and we've been fashioned, amen, with computers and everything else, with fast food. Hallelujah, not to wait on nothing. But I'm going to tell you, if you're going to do things for God and do it right for God, you've got to wait on God. Sometimes the mountains, the struggles, it's all about some mountains are put in front of us just simply because God wants us to slow down and learn how to wait on Him. And so sometimes God puts us spiritually in a geographical location that we just can't run wide open. But you can believe one thing. If God does it, He does it as a Father because He loves us. He sees further down the road than we do. And if he puts up that mountain for a reason, he's protecting us from something right down the road. He said that we have sinned. In those is continuance. Man, if you, you look it up, it's uh, really it's concealed and it's uh, covered. It's, it's uh, you know, and we shall be saved. But we all as an unclean thing, an unclean, and as the scripture watches, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. Filthy rags here is literally a cloth of, it's used for, Removal. It's, it's referring and relating back, and I won't go there, I won't even mention it because it's, 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 it's not, you know, anyway. Leviticus 15, 20 talks about in an unclean way that um, you was disqualified to come into the temple. You was disqualified to be in his presence. You was unclean. You were acceptable. And that's these filthy rags. And so any time that we try our own righteousness... We try to cover ourselves, amen, and with leaves as Adam and Eve did in the garden. We find ourselves, amen, as unclean. Watch this. And we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities, our morals, amen, like the wind, have taken 
us away. Now, we can say what we want to, and I love America. I love the flag. I love everything about it. In fact, if you don't love the flag and respect it, and you want to burn it, and you want to do this, you need to go somewhere else. Uh, but, but, uh, but at the same time, America is allowing her iniquities. Amen. It's like the winds are driving us down a road and driving us down an avenue. But I'm telling you that only God and his mercy and grace and a people, amen, that's sold out to God, that's going to stand in the gap, amen, that's not going to crush, that's not going to cave in. I'm telling you, you're watching them on the left and you're watching them on the right and all different types of denominations that are caving in and they broaden up the sinful world. They broaden up means and ways, amen. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I've just heard them on the radio today, the Pope, amen, extended a little something else about the, the sin and how to sin against the earth and can't break it up and stuff. I don't know all that stuff, but, but just give you some ideals and they're accepting things and they want us to put, uh, uh, they want us to put everybody, amen, in our Sunday school rooms. They want us to put everybody, no matter what kind of qualifications they are, that they come, amen, that we, they ought to be, have a right, amen, to, to the, I'm going to tell you, everybody's got a right on the pew, but everybody ain't got a right behind the pulpit. Everybody's got a right on, on the pew, but everybody don't have a right to be in the Sunday school class. Everybody's got a right to be in the pew, but everybody don't have a right to take on leadership and, 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 and spiritual leadership, especially not whenever they're of the wrong spirit and they're of the wrong kind and they don't really believe the doctrine and they don't really believe in this one God. There's things that simply just disqualify us. At one time, even this great nations, there was things that some people, they wouldn't even think about running for an office because they wouldn't knew that it wasn't no need. Amen. They would never even got one vote. Amen. If they got it, it was being their own. But now we're living in a world and a nation. Amen. It seems like the more wicked and more vile and more immoral you are, the more that the nation wants to lift them up and the more the nation wants to tell them to get out of the closet and more the nation wants to pay them money and we're promoting and encouraging the wrong spirits and allowing the wrong spirits to drive us. But I'm telling you right in the midst of this, even in America, there's going to be one God, apostolic churches just like this one. It's going to stand in the gap and we got to raise up a generation. we got to raise up some young people. they got to have a move of God, the spirits of God. It may be Wednesday night. I know it's a school night, but this is more important than all of your schooling. I'm not discrediting it. I'm just simply telling you if we don't get this in their hearts, their minds, and their spirit, they'll never stand against the flood. They'll never do it. They'll never have the power. They will never have the ability. They got to know this God for themselves. They got to be reconciled. We got to be reconciled. The elders got to be reconciled. We got to know him. We got to have fellowship with him. We got to, we got to have a walk with him. Amen. That he might help us along this way. Why is it so important? Now watch this next one. And, and there is none that calleth upon thy name. You could see the day again when people don't even bother to call on his name. You can see an hour again where it's just protocol and just a little get me by and let's go home and do something else. Don't tell me. I'm telling you, we're having less church than we ever had. We're having more or less, amen, at times of being in the house of God. Amen, amen. And, and I understood, and I know, you know, Brother Sanford, what he said uh, the other night, and you just got to bear with him. He's an evangelist. And so he's got to, you know, hallelujah, but I'm not interested in having just one service here. Hallelujah, there's going to be a Sunday morning and a Sunday night. Hallelujah. He said it right after that. Uh, Sunday night was a highlight. Uh, Sunday night was the night that the Holy Ghost and fire burn. Sunday night 
fact, how many Sunday nights was it that kept you from going out to finally backsliding? How many Sunday nights, amen, there was a divine move and a visitation of God and everybody might come with the expectation. I know it can happen on a Sunday morning and Wednesday night, but I'm telling you, we're not going to cancel out Sunday nights. If there's anything we need, nor a church, not less a church. As you see the day approaching, forsake not the sinning of yourselves together. I'm telling you, we got to get together. You can't get together without church. You can't get together without coming to the house of God. You can't save yourself through a computer. I said you can't save yourself through a computer. That spirit's amen and all that method. Somebody that's getting together, fill the spirit of our Father in this house. Filling the Father in the presence of the Father and the power of the Father. Watching his power and authority come down and begin to melt the mountains away. Amen. And the things that robs and overcomes the, the opposition that stands between us and our victory. Some of those, some of that opposition, I can't do it by myself. I gotta have a brother and I've got to have a sister. Amen. I don't have all the gifts. I don't have all the calling. I don't have it all, but I got a brother and a sister. And I can begin to pull in with them. And they begin to pull in with me. And now all of a sudden we begin to call on this father. Amen. Amen. When we begin to call only now, amen. Even Nehemiah didn't go build the walls by himself. Nehemiah didn't do it all by himself. There was others. Even God moved upon an old heathen king. Hallelujah. That blessed him and sent a military men with him and wrote letters. Amen. Amen. Because it was a will of God. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. If it's ever been a generation, it's us. Hallelujah. We're at the end times. It's coming. It's knocking upon us. And we better bed some things in the hearts and the souls of them. And your attitude about church means a lot. I'd never let it come out of my lips. I can't believe it's Wednesday in church again. Your kids better not see that. Better not hear that, feel that spirit. I don't know why I've got there, but God knows. God knows. He sees. There is none that calleth upon thy name that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee. Sometimes you've got to get yourself stirred up. Shame on me. I don't like people. I don't like, I mean, if, if, <laughs> I don't want to be. <laughs> you know, it don't matter if I'm deer hunting. I'm not going to be one of them guys that comes in 30, 45 minutes late every time and then go pick my stand. After everybody else done, got up early and found the track and, On this, huh? I ain't one of them type of guys that you know that, uh, uh, and there's a few more of you in here just like me. 
I heard you make the statement one time. I'm not going to do a certain type of hunt because I don't have the time to do it. And I'm not going to let somebody else do all the hunting and finding and then me go out there and just do it. Now, if you're paying for a hunt, that's different. Well, I, I, how about that? Could that help us? If you're paying for a hunt, it's different. You paid them. You pay them to do that. They're supposed to do that. <laughs> but when you're hunting with a group, well, I don't know why I'm on this. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Well, I'm glad the Lord blessed somebody to make them collars. I remember some miserable nights having to stay out there trying to find somebody's dogs. God, I wish that stupid dog could get in here. I wouldn't feed that mutt. I couldn't catch him. <laughs> All that's going through your brain because you're out there with your buddy trying to get his dog. Going to need him the next morning. You don't want to leave him. You know, you hate to, you know, I'm, I'm going to the house. <laughs> Tell you what we've done. I ain't being ugly. Don't tell none. Just take this wrong. But I'm gonna tell it just like it is. We're living in a generation now that a lot of people, Amen. When the dog hunts over, they gone. They care less if you got your dogs or not. Nothing until the next morning. You drive up. Where's the dog? What dogs? I ain't being ugly. I'm using this as an example. I know a lot of people's going to steal hunting, so I can preach this way if I want to. <laughs> I'm just trying to use this as an example. You know, I'm never going to just come always dragging in to the house of God and to the prayer room, amen, and not get stirred up. I mean, if I don't get stirred up, how can I expect you to get stirred up? If, 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 if I got a lost baby, amen, and a lost child, amen, and they come to the house of God and they make their way to the altar, amen, I better not be back here like some cheerleader. Come on, come on, my baby's up there. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. My baby's up there. For six months, amen, I sit back there and pray for nobody else's. Didn't get stirred up about nobody else. I'm going to tell you about it. No matter who walks through them doors, there ought to be a passion in us again. Get, get stirred up. That's a soul. And that soul, amen, depends on this mother to push until it's born. I'm telling you, we could live in a society that never gets stirred up about God anymore. So this is the writer talks about it. He says, there is none that calleth upon thy name, and that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee. For thou hast hid thy face from us, and hast consumed us because of our iniquities. You see, iniquities can get you a place in God, and God told you that you can't touch him, that you don't have no desire to touch him. And if we're, not, if we're not careful here in this good old United States, she's headed into direction that, we, that God can cut it off. But you know what's going to make the difference? It's some good, one God, apostolic believers. It don't have to take a bunch. All we need is a few Josephs. All we need is a few Davids. All we need is a few Daniels that have purpose in their heart. <laughs> I'm going I'm 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 to wake myself. I'm going to stir up myself about this God. I'm going to call on him. I'm going to believe that he can do something about this dilemma and something about this situation. We're too pronged. We're too pronged to say, amen, when we lost a battle. 
when something didn't go the way that uh, we thought it should have? Could it be that we just simply didn't get stirred up about it to the point to cause this God to move out of the heavens and melt that mountain down? Praise God. Watch this. But now, but now, <laughs> well, thank God, but for now. Oh, Lord, thou art our father. Remember the previous chapter? Abraham may be ignorant of us. <laughs> Jacob may not acknowledge us. They, they, may not, they, they might not say, hey, we're no kin. You ever said anybody? I'm no kin to them. It changed a thing, did it? You're still kin to them. You may not claim it, but blood, it's in the blood. It's in the blood. It's in the blood. I said, it's in the blood. We claim to be God, but we don't have his blood. But watch it, if I got his blood. Hallelujah. He's got to claim me. He's got to come to my rescue. Woo, I wish somebody hear me on this Wednesday night. Hallelujah. If I'm faithful to him, if I'm obedient to him, if I'm carrying his blood, then he's got to break heaven if that's what it takes to come to my rescue. He's got to shut all of heaven down if that's what it takes. Now, oh Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay. And thou art potter. We all are the work of thy hand. If you look that word up hand in the Hebrew, it actually means open. <laughs> open one. Indicating power means direction. Wow. That'd be the reason that Paul said, when you've done all you can do to stand, just stand. Because you know where you're at, right? God brought you there. God put you there. So you just stand your ground. And you just hold on. If you'll do that, God will show up. It may take a day. It may take a week. It may take longer than that. But you just still stand and wait on this open hand. Because he's the potter and we're the clay. Be not wroth, very sore. Actually, that sore actually means exceedingly anger. Oh, Lord, neither remember their iniquity forever. Behold. Consider, consider, Lord. See, we beseech thee. We are all thy people. Watch this. I've got to take you to a few places, songs, but I won't. My time's up. Watch what happens. Can I help you out tonight? Did you know that God wants you to remind him of his promises to you sometimes? Did you know that? Did you know that God wants to bring some things that he wants you to acknowledge it and bring it to his attention? Not that he needs to have to be reminded, amen, but it's just a means and a ways, amen. It's almost like putting his feet to the fire. He loves that. A God, why wouldn't a God love that? 
That's like two cats that's got two trail dogs that knows that they can do it. <laughs> Let's find out. Yeah, that trail is 14 hours old. That ain't no problem for old Blue. Man, you watch this. Old Blue drops down. Boo, boo. Well, next time we'll wait to 16 hours and 18 hours. That ain't no problem. Old Blue will get it. I'll tell you something. God will get it. Hallelujah. God can drive the hounds of hell out of your life if you'll let him. I'm telling you, he can mount down. I don't care how big the mountain is. I don't care how big the storm is. I don't care how big the devil is. He's been kicking the devil out a long time. He went out. If he kicked him out of heaven, he don't have no problem kicking him out of your life. So, so they begin to remind him. He said, thy holy cities are a wilderness. Zion is a wilderness. Jerusalem, a desolation. A place of no habitation, a place of no life. Amen. And now we're getting to close of the 70 years. And we're getting to the end. And so now he's saying, hey, come on, let's get stirred up. Let's awake ourselves. And let's begin to lift our voices and cry out to remind God. Hey, man, here's your cities. Look at them. They're your cities. Hey, look at this fashion. They was given to us. They belong to us. Amen. This community belongs to us. This church belongs to us. Our family belongs to us. Amen. If it belongs to us, it belongs to God. And so that's the reason we intercede. That's the reason we cry out. That's the reason, amen, that we're going to put up the fight. Hallelujah. They don't have a chance. That's the reason I tell individuals. Sometimes they may be the only individual in your family that knows this truth and, and experience it. But I'll tell you, the only hope they got, amen, is for you to stay in. Don't let the pressure of them, amen, to try, uh, try to persuade you to get out. Hallelujah. The only hope they got is for you to stay in and stand the truth and walk the walk and live the life. Amen. Or they will find a way out. So you got to stay with it. It may cause discomfort. It may cause family feuds. It may cause trouble in the spiritual realm. But you got to hold on and you got to stay with it. Even Paul, even Paul, amen, wouldn't become cursed even though he liked it. And he said, I, I could, but I can't, I can't, amen. He wouldn't do it for all of Israel. Neither can we. Neither can we. Our holy and beautiful house where our fathers praised thee is burnt up with fire and all our pleasant things are laid to waste. These are, watch him, these are objects of desire. Wilt thou refrain thyself for these things? Come on, God. You're looking down from the balcony of heaven now. And you see them cities. And they're desolate. And they're tore down. It's time. Amen. It's time for the Spirit of God begin to move. Jerusalem, hallelujah, not by might or spite, but by my Spirit. When you start getting the moving of the Spirit of God on your behalf. But you know what? Sometimes it's up to us to get the Spirit to move. It's, watch this. He can only feel a hungry vessel. He can only feel the one that's hungers and thirsts after righteousness. you got to come to that point and place in your own personal life. God, I want to know you for myself. I want to be reconciled unto you for myself. I want to know your voice for myself. I want to no, I don't walk with you. I can't worry about what man's thinking and everybody else is thinking. Oh, God, there's truth. God, you're truth. And if you're truth, then you can lead me into all truth. I'm telling you, the Bible says, let every man be a liar, but let God be truth. Hallelujah. If there's ever been a time, we want truth, whole truth, and nothing but truth. If we had absolute truth at the White House, there's a lot. It'd save us billions of dollars. We can stand. I'm through. Again, he's asking the Lord, considering these calamities, will you restrain yourself? O oh Lord, will thou hold thy peace and afflict us 
very sore. Exceedingly. I believe the prayer is now is directed to maybe, maybe the way the enemy works it. They probably told him the whole time. You're not going nowhere. Y'all keep talking about these 70 years. Nah, you ain't going nowhere. I know you didn't bow down when you played the music, but you just wait. We're going to get you. Amen. Daniel, he just thinks he's tough. Him lions didn't eat him up. But you wait the next time. Yeah, same devil. Same devil we had to deal with. Same flesh. Same spirits of the world. Attitudes of people. God's true. His word is true. And you know what? For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth him. Should. Not. Perish. It's not God's will. For anyone to perish. What about it tonight? You can just. Right where you're at. Or if you'd like to come up. It's just up to you. But what about tonight? What if we just lifted our hands. And lifted our voice. You know your mountain. You know your dilemma. You know your situation. This God can be moved. In just a, just a simple. Truthful. Honest way right here. God. We need you to move on our mountains. And let them melt down. God we need you to move. Upon the, the desolate places. Our personal lives. But also the lives of this community. Places God. And hearts. And families God. That are being torn apart. God, as we plead your blood over the families, we plead your blood over the situations. We pray for the power and the authority. Help us get stirred up, God. Help us get stirred up in the gifts. Help us get stirred up in the cause. Help us get stirred up, God, in the Father's business. Help us even in this local assembly, God. I appreciate every saint of God. I thank you for them, God. But you help us. You help us here tonight. Hallelujah, that we won't allow ourselves to be like the Laodicean church, God. We won't become lukewarm. But oh, we would get such a stir for souls, such a stir for a move of God and the moving of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, God, for you to work on our behalf and to burn and melt down the mountains, God, of our children, our loved ones, our friends, our neighbors, and even our enemy, God. You taught us to pray for them. You taught us how to pray for those that despise us and, and ridicule us, God. We pray for them. Our manner, our spirits, our attitudes would be different, and our prayers would move you on our behalf in Bendale, Mississippi. Move your power, move your glory against the forces and the evilness and the wickedness and the spirits that are bombarding against us. Help us not be ignorant. Help us not to be blinded. Help us to be sober and vigilant. Help us watch God and observe and see what's going on around us. Help us recognize the spirits, God, and help us stand up like never before in this end time for your kingdom and for your glory. Do it, God. Do it, Lord. All you've got to do is in the last verse. Don't hold thy peace, God. You know what he's telling him? Don't keep silent. Because if I can get this God to speak it, it's a done deal. Love you tonight. Appreciate you very much. Appreciate this church. Appreciate your worship, your commitment, your dedication.
No doubt the enemy would love to get some strongholds. He'd love to find some places of weakness, distraction as much as weakness. Being distracted can cause. We want the presence of God, even even on Wednesday nights. I was going to make mention in this lesson tonight, Brother Arlen Fultz, and what he made, the statements he made about the presence of God. How that he and Brother Kilgore was in college, and they was like apparently in some kind of elevated uh, auditorium-like place and praying an all-night prayer meeting. You probably have heard this story maybe a number of times, but just give you a little idea about the presence of God coming down off of that mountain, coming in the presence of the people. How it caused Moses to fear and quake and tremble. But he, he talked about that they began to pray, and he said, you could tell, said the power and the presence of God. He said they could hear it coming up those doorsteps. Making them steps and coming up it. Said you could you could tell it opened the door. And a lot of us think, well, God, no, God wouldn't have to do that, but he did. Come into that auditorium or that place where they's praying. I will never forget it. He said, Oh, I'd love to tell you that I stayed. That I lifted my head and look. He said, but I didn't. He said I couldn't. He said, I really don't know just, just how fast and how it all. He said, he, he basically, in a sense, forgot Brother Kilgore. He said, but I got up and he said, I run. He said, and the next thing I really remember was reaching for the door, going in, I guess, the little dormant door or whatever. He said, Brother Kilgore's right there beside him, with him. I'll tell you something. We can't play with the presence of God. God is not interested in glorifying the flesh. Nobody ever earns a place in this Pentecost experience that positions him into a place that they can just use the Spirit of God like they want to. In fact, after our lessons... Studying them out. God, you help us never to use this pulpit for any other reason but to pull people out of the pits and to keep them out of the pits. Not to use this pulpit for our own agenda, for our own glory. God, you help us that it be used for Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God. If we run 70, 100, 300, or 3,000, I want us to be ready to meet him. I want us to be ready to meet him. I don't know if you have heard or not, but Emerald has passed away. This is Mr. Earl and Miss Pat's daughter. She passed away, I think it was Saturday evening, Saturday night, sometime or another. Uh, they have... I say they, Mr. Earl Pat didn't ask me, but someone else asked if maybe the church could help them. I'm just going to present it to you. They're having her funeral in wake tomorrow at moments from 10 to 12. Funeral will be at 12. And um, 
If you would like to help with that, just call Moments and see where they're at. They may have already raised enough money. But if you just feel the nudge and would like to help, please call them. And I, I, I would recommend just giving it straight to the funeral home. Okay? And if you want to collect some, we could do it as one check if you'd like. But uh, I think this might be the best way to do it. So if you feel to do it, you know where you're at. You know your situation. And uh, I wouldn't want to not ask after being asked to ask. <laughs> that it's up to you. Okay, let's pray for him, lift him up before the Lord. Let's continue to pray for Stevie Wayne and his family. His family, actually. Uh, Miss Velma, Delane, Marshall, Dina. His children passed away, you know, last week. And uh, so they need our prayers. God would be with them. And uh, let's pray that it will be a stirring in their lives, a stirring in their heart. Let's pray for Shane. Shane done his... And the funeral, let's pray for Shane. That um, his eyes could be opened a little. Okay? All right. Love you. Appreciate you. Any announcements? In the Christmas program? Okay. She needs to have.